0: Hey, welcome back everyone to the Reflex Blues Show. I'm your host, Donovan Beery, recording once again from the on-brand conference brought to us by gotta thank the AAF, AMA, PRSA, local chapters of Nebraska, Omaha, that brought on this event once again. And they brought in Ross Estorian. Ross, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing really well. Satiated, excited, weather's good, life is good, we're here.
0: Yeah, and as we talked about on the last show, they got they got us situated right next to this. Mexican Food Buffet, which is still out here, and, and the churro is
1: legit. It's really, I think that the key to delicious baked goods is slightly undercooking them so that the inside is just gooey. It's just, it's a pro tip. It's a free tip.
0: Yeah, and, and you never know, because this isn't, this isn't, per se, authentic, but right. it's, it's catered somehow. But, yeah, but it's whoever, whoever was making <laughs> the churros today, kudos. Yeah. That, that was the highlight.
1: Can they, We'll add them as a sponsor later, the, to the churro chef. That's the special thanks as yeah. we scroll.
0: It's it's funny because that can make or break a conference. The uh, the lunch and everything. And, is- and, and I and I know when you run a conference, it's not necessarily what they bring in. It's just what it is.
1: You got to have good food. That's it. You feed people and you and you make sure that they're having something to drink. It's tough to fail.
0: Yeah. And okay. you and I. Sh- okay. Now Ross, you're a you're a senior global producer, which That's sounds correct. like a fake title. It absolutely
1: is. You can do whatever you want on LinkedIn. You can just write words. There's no no one's telling you. I could be valedictorian. Actually, I should be valedictorian now that I say that.
0: Yeah, and, and you're currently at Ford Motor Group.
1: That is correct.
0: And and do they have a valedictorian there? Is that a title there?
1: Um, I should submit that almost immediately to Jim Ford and just see what he says. And if he says nothing, then I'll just assume the answer is yes. That's
0: because because I'm sure he replies to your emails within like all the two time. minutes,
1: honestly, honestly, too fast. Sometimes I'm like, oh Jesus! I'm okay. like, Mr. Ford, why don't you maybe do your job a little bit? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so when you're producing, you need to bring the trail person. In.
1: Boy, I'll tell you what. How
0: much of producing is setting up the craft services?
1: Craft services is I always, that is the number one thing with mostly with crew, right? Because if you feed a crew, they're going to be really happy. They'll work a little bit extra. They'll get things done, and especially breakfast. Breakfast is the time when you got to make sure you're bringing in something hot, not just you know a pastry or the same thing that the muffins. They need a little protein.
0: Yeah, the conference the conference breakfast was a little lower than 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 I was. Planning. It's because they
1: put all the money in the churros.
0: It was worth it though, but but I think it also, this one I think they, they were smart because the lunch buffet was set up a little earlier than you yeah. expected, so you don't want to, you probably didn't want to overload them so that you could smart. save room for that churro. Smart. I think, I think they're playing the long game here.
1: You he really know what you're doing out here. I see it. I respect it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're working your people
0: 15-hour days and you want to give them the hot breakfast because you're like, it. you're not eating until four.
1: Yeah. And meanwhile, the real strategy is put an early churro in just to make sure that they don't get too slow and that they go a little extra innings. I get it, I'm learning a lot today.
0: I mean, cause that's part of the thing I assume, I assume when you go to these things, you also pick up tips.
1: Everywhere, everywhere I go. You always have to be learning, right? Constant student. And today was churro day.
0: <laughs> Ross, um, what, what's, your, what's your talk about? You're speaking like, uh, you're the closer.
1: I'm the closer, inadvertent closer so my talk is basically about your story and how it is indicative of your success you know a lot of times we think about our customer story uh you know what is our branding all this identity stuff but really the foundation of all of this is your story why do you do what you do you have a choice every day to be where you are right something has led you there and a lot of times when you peel out those specifics you start understanding that maybe what you would otherwise consider as an innocuous kind of existence in a place in a room, actually there's a lot that brought you there and understanding that understanding your motivation actually like helps you find joy, helps you be more grateful, helps you show up and ultimately helps you connect more with your brand and your customers. So if you can kind of narrow down identity, now you've got the foundation of your community, you've got the foundation of branding, you've got the foundation of sales and marketing, and, you know, when people say, oh, well, I mean, it's just money. Why do I do it? Well, money. Okay, great. You can you can peel that back even more, right? Like, And understanding that I find, you know, the the lens of storytelling from the my old life, right? So commercial production, TV production, moving that into the business side of it and understanding not only how to tell your story, but obviously how to tell your customer story. So I always say you got to start with you.
0: So, Ross, what's your story?
1: Whew. So my story...
0: I mean, I mean, you kind of led me into trying to ask... It. Yeah, of
1: course, of course. You know, on any different day, on any different room, that story is going to change. I think that, for the most part, my whole life has been a story of travel, um, a story of this, the corners of the, the country, living in different places. Uh, I've been blessed to be able to move around, meet a lot of different people, and just tell stories, right? I mean, I'm a video producer by trade. I think that that... That creative lens has taken me from the agency world to the broadcast world, to the brand world, to my own world. And really the joy of understanding how to connect with people on small bases and on large bases. To have a laugh, a belly laugh, find the comedy in life, I think is always, for me, what brings me to where I am. And the relationships that I've made throughout my life put me in precarious positions but ones that I usually say yes to. Uh, and that's how I got here today. Um, there was supposed to be another speaker and, you know, a friend of mine for a while. We worked together, became friends, and ultimately he wasn't able to come today last minute and calls me up and to go from Detroit to Nebraska wasn't the, the route that I expected. But again, you know, understanding what connects us together, what connects Terry to him, how she has her version of my friend. And again, it's all, all these different reflections and understanding what brings us here, um, what our story is and, you know, not to be prescriptive, right? And say, well, you know, this is the value I'm bringing. It's more like, hey, here's the framework of understanding who you are, right? And I think that that's important. A lot of times we have a to-do list, right? This is the things I want to do and not a, who do I want to be list. And so when we put those two things together, it starts to really flesh out, again, like the choices we make, and puts us back in the driver's seat.
0: No, and I like this, that you're saying, you know, you always wanna find your story, and I assume, and you talk about your story as being travel, about exploring, about those things. And I assume that was the sales pitch you gave to Ford when you say, I want to work here. Because <laughs> that's kind of what you want them, I mean, I'm assuming that's what you want people to think of when they get inside of a vehicle, that it's about travel and exploration and discovery. You know, work it's is not about sitting in traffic and at a stoplight for.
1: Sometimes, right? I mean, in L.A., it's definitely about sitting no. in traffic. But that's
0: not the story you tell. <laughs> I've never seen a car commercial where it's, well, maybe I have, but I've ignored them where it's just <laughs> focused on stop and go, stop and go on a positive aspect.
1: Yeah, well, if you think about it, right, we actually have to understand that market and understand that story, and that starts with me, right? I sit in traffic all the time. So is the car somewhere that I want to enjoy? Absolutely. It's where I'm spending two, three hours a day. In fact, I think on average, people spend four to five hours in their car per day. So when you're actually thinking of yourself, well, how do I connect with this consumer, right? It starts with you, right? Like. What do, what what do I feel like when I'm in a car? What do I do? I listen to podcasts. Do I rock out? Do I like people there? Do I keep my windows down? Like, do I keep my windows up? Right? Like all of these different parts of the way we exist in the world and why that is right. Did I grow up? Did my parents have a convertible? Did I live in cold weather? What drives me to the lifestyle choices that I enjoy? And then you're able to understand your customer's journey and the variability of that journey so that you can have a more authentic connection. And when we think about what is authenticity? Well, this is the most fleeting concept, you know, that we have, especially now. If I tell you I'm authentic, am I authentic? And I think that this is a bit of the quagmire that brands can get into, right? All brands, because we want to say, no, no, no we care about you, right? We are you. Okay, great. Like, I I can listen to that, but the way I will know is how you invest your money, how you design, are you sustainable, where do you exist, who do you market to, who's in your advertisements, right? Like we think of Patagonia, we think of some of these brands that like have this, such a high brand affinity. We say, why is that? Well, usually because it feels authentic. It feels like it's really connecting with the people who they are serving. And it feels like the people, you know, the people who, get, who made it are the people who wear it, you know? And I think that that, again, it just starts with me, who am I? How am I becoming this person? Who do I want to become? How do I become that person? Those are our questions that we ask ourselves.
0: And Ford is one of those companies that has a long history and that I think to a lot of people really does feel authentic. People are attached to this brand.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a lifestyle brand, you know, and a lot of brands are lifestyle brands inadvertently, right? They sell one thing, but really, you know, when you have longevity with a a customer, they identify with you as part of who they are. I drive a Bronco. I drink Red Bull. I drink Coca-Cola. I don't drink Pepsi. I do drink Pepsi. You know, I go to this gym and, you know, that's all of these things are part of our identity. And some of them that feel like they are more signaling a higher value system, we're probably more likely to be in line with. Whereas, like, we might have guilty pleasures where we support a company that maybe we don't feel good about. Maybe that we don't actually agree with their politics, but we'll still eat their chicken. You know what I mean? Like, these are... Just different ways that understanding who we are, what we believe in, reflects in the brands that we choose and ultimately, for the brands we work with, how do we connect with those people uh, that basically pay our paycheck?
0: Right, <laughs> that's, that's, the, uh, that's the question that I think it changes some, but there's yeah. some, some brands where they you've been with forever and other brands, it's amazing how quick you can turn on one.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, look, you know, the reality is, and I always have to remind people, 90% of your business success is going to be your business acumen, right? I'm not sitting here saying, well, if you know your—if you know thyself, you'll... No, no, no. We're talking 10% here, you know. But that 10% could be the difference of whether you're looking for investments or whether investors are looking for you, right? People invest in people. And I think that one of the most underserved part of our education is our ability to look inward and understand why we are the way we are.
0: We're gonna be right back with Ross. Ross, where do you send people to find out more about about you specifically? They want to look at your work or see see what a producer of valedictorian <laughs> producer of valedictorians. I don't. What, we're gonna we're gonna workshop we'll workshop this the
1: t- the branding there. Yeah. So I have uh, two courses on Udemy, uh, which has been a really great platform for me. Um, one of them is uh, this course called "The Business of Who," which is basically what I am turning into a book. It's in pre-sale right now. It was all a derivative of kind of an early concept that I sat down and said like, how do I know what I know? Um, I taught a lecture series at Wharton when I lived in New York, uh, I got asked by a professor there to come and do a summer series their business school. And it was more like, well, they get an education on business and understanding economics, but they don't have any education on this, right? They have no education on storytelling. They have no education on how do they, as entrepreneurs, put themselves in the world, right? Beyond the numbers. And so just a big checkbook, just a big checkbook. You don't need a story. You just need a big checkbook. Oh, big a big checkbook. And you know, look, here, here's the crazy thing is the, the ability to succeed is not dictated by the resources that you're given. And it, it was uh, wild for me to go into an Ivy League school and see the same reactions of the people that you see in, you know, I went to the University of Florida you, know, you go to public schools. Everyone's in the same boat. Right? Everyone's in the same boat. And certainly, there are some people that have more advantages than others. Everybody statistically grew up poor, right? Most people say, well, I, you know, I grew up poor. Well, the, statistically speaking, that's probably true. And I think that understanding that and how that affects you is, is big. And I think that what I try and do in the course is give you a path to asking the right questions and understanding how to transfer that into a business sense, connect it to the dollars. That, that is, you know, we, we serve the almighty dollar, we have to stay in flow, we have to keep making money. But the reality is we wanna have fun doing it, and if we aren't having fun doing it now, we should at least have a path to understanding how we can get there. And again, I just go back to how do we look at ourselves in the workforce? How do we value, it? how do we show up? Are we being the person we want to be? There's, there's the past, and we can say, well, I was born to this, and here was this, and I, well, I was tough because I didn't have that. But the real story is How do I become that person, right? How do I become the person I want to be? And that's goal setting, that's manifestation, that's everything you've heard, you know, every self-help book uh, under the sun. I just try and simplify that and take the business approach because I know for me, it's been helpful to look at my career and how I want to show up in the workplace versus kind of like the climb the corporate ladder, feel like I've been slighted. You got to kind of know where you've been to know where you're going.
0: Yeah, and and it probably helps that when you're at Ford, you know, you can't get all the way to the top of the ladder no matter what.
1: Not with the greatest ladder in the world. Really. No,
0: like like, and, and that's nothing against you.
1: Uh, none taken.
0: <laughs> they don't. They don't. They. I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you are the owner of your domain, you know, and and it's so silly to look and say, well, if you're going to be a, the janitor, you got to be the best janitor you can be, and there is a pride and a joy, quite frankly, in showing up to. Uh, a job, whether you are an entrepreneur and you have highs and lows, or you are a cog in the machine, right? Like the reality is, is that you are the person who says, am I happy? If not, how how do I move forward, but in a way that isn't negative, in a way that I understand the story I'm writing, right? Like in film, we call it the hero's journey. Every film basically is the hero's journey. You know, Luke Skywalker doesn't have his parents, you know, goes on a quest, has a gift, becomes, you know, like this is the hero's journey. Every single movie basically is, is the hero's journey. We are the hero of our story. You know, we have so many different versions of, you know, what I was Like everyone has a different version of you in their head. That's crazy, that's a crazy thought. And it's your job to show up and be the version of you you wanna be so that all the other versions of you that exist in the world are somewhere close to that kind of diameter it's
0: like a whole multiverse thing it's
1: a whole multiverse. it it here's the like think about all the people that know you and how you show up different at a family event how you show up how you show how you the person you were in high school the person you were in college the person you are at work you know and when people learn about you in a certain setting they go my gosh i didn't know you juggled you know like whatever it is don't be separate in those rumors i do not juggle that is that is that's listen i know this is a podcast do you juggle you know, if they're scarves and they fall really slow, I'm pretty sure I can throw them up and catch them. Okay, okay.
0: Because now I'm getting a different version of you already. I correct, like it. I correct. like it.
1: Uh, you know what... I'm what, seeing a
0: Steven Tyler amount of scarves <laughs> around you.
1: Yeah, honestly. Still on the bucket list of, of concerts to see. I know that, that clock's ticking. Uh, although they are coming to... I saw them in 98. Wow. Good, the yeah. perfect time. I saw them on the way in uh, coming to Omaha, I think, in a couple days.
0: I think, I think Omaha is always supported uh supported them
1: yeah as as do most yeah. successful bands need to have the support of Omaha. so yeah i mean i think that that's you know when you're talking about understanding yourself understanding how to show up in different rooms you know it's also fun to make sure that you do give light to your personality and who you are i think that you know when we say well you know oh say who are you well i've worked here and i worked here and i graduated here i'm like no, no no i didn't ask you what you do Right? I asked who you are, what do you enjoy? Like, how do you fill your time? You know, you look at someone's YouTube history, you learn very quickly what they're interested in. You know, I, I add in, in my bio that uh, I'm an otter enthusiast, which is true. And it's funny, someone reached out to me on LinkedIn and was, you know, said something about the, the zoo here. You know, like you have to give people touch points to who you are um, if, if you're gonna do business with them, right? Again, that's that 10%. The truth is, is if you're submitting RFPs and or you're submitting proposals, there is an inside track to everything in life, right? Like, and if you can get that inside track and connect with people, and again, there's people you aren't gonna connect with. There's just as many people that are gonna be like, I hate animals. That's not true. But like <laughs> there's definitely people that are like, I'm I'm against the things that you like, and so I don't think we're gonna work together well. And God bless it, right? Great. You've saved us a ton of time and frustration. I
0: know, I know when you when you get an answer somewhat like that, and it's never worded like that. Right. But you always go you know, I always go back, you go back to the room, and you're like depressed, and then, but then eventually you're just like, That that was that was not meant to be, and I'm glad it ended quickly.
1: You know, listen, the phrase dodge the bullet is very is very real and I think that all of us have definitely been disappointed by not getting a job, getting an interview, right? You know, getting these things that we have now fictitiously gone down the rabbit hole of oh my gosh, if I just gotten this thing, then I would have been here and that meant that I would have had exposure to this and oh, and then I would have been on tour, you know, it's like all these different things. The reality is is that there are so many different versions of this life and I think that understanding, again, you have to understand why you are where you are and also why you are where you're not and sometimes that can be motivating. The ability to look back and understand, like I said, where you've been dictates your ability to understand and get to the places you wanna get to.
0: So the book, the business of Who, mm-hmm. when's it out? Where do people go to find it?
1: Uh, that will be out September sixth.
0: Which may which may already be in the past. This, we, so it may already be out. Delay.
1: That's great. Uh, so September.
0: <laughs> but you also didn't say what year. So just in case. That's
1: correct. This is yeah. an evergreen podcast. You can listen to it anytime. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, that's a really fun way. Again, just a just a simple simple guideline, easy to play. I would say it's definitely geared towards entrepreneurs. Um, or people that are in the position in a company to own the branding, identity, marketing play. You know, I, I, I would say that it'd be silly if I said, well, no, the sales and the tech people are just Eh, sometimes, um, but again, to me, the foundation of a company is identity, understanding your values, right? You know, we think about when you work for a company, it's more important now than ever to believe in the mission of the company you're working for. Q any millennial poll or Gen Z poll, and they'll say what the company does is a part of their decision making. Obviously, money is <laughs> that's the big one, but all things being equal, they're gonna start saying, Well, how do you how do you treat you know your customers, how do you treat your employees? What do you believe in? What do you invest in? What are the issues that I'm gonna be associated with now moving forward as as a you know, as a representative of this company?
0: So, is there a website for the book, or do you just have them to go to your website? Or you uh, just it's, just you just know, search Facebook? it
1: on Amazon. The business of who will come up. I mean, my name is unique enough, you know, as Dorian is a unique enough name that you'll get some funny, uh, you'll get some funny results, uh, if, if you Google it. But, and, you, and
0: you just have to even even spell as Dorian as close as you think, and it'll show up eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean, A S D O U R I A N. You know, what's the usual? I'll look in the description of the <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. And I think that the you know the Udemy course is again like an offering that you say, hey, listen, if I'm the learner that's going to do this a little bit better, it's an hour long course, it's it's pretty simple, but you know, look, education now is it's just what you want, right? Like you can get anything online now. I'm I'm a product of YouTube University of so much of even when I was a producer, it was online, it was you know online YouTube University, online film school. Look up how you can do this, and where you don't have hard skills, right? Where you're looking at saying okay, what actually is more, like, behavioral? Where can I spend the time with myself? Maybe I'm not someone who likes to journal. Maybe I don't have the friends that talk to me about these things. Like, maybe I'm listening to a couple podcasts, but they feel really long. This is one of those things where you not only learned how to understand your story, but I talk about the ways that you frame it, right? So, like, claiming your story. A lot of people will, like, that's what I do. Like, well, if, you know, you're the fastest juggler in Omaha, you get to claim that. Once again, I am not. Again, I've seen... There are bowling pins in the corner of this room. I'm trying to keep the
0: multiverse a little smaller, just a little.
1: A couple balls squeaking out the corner here. Yeah. You know, that's something that you claim. And, you know, what I talk about is being able to to claim it. Obviously, it has to be true. And if it's not true, then we start playing with authenticity again. Um, And that is, again, when we look at longevity of a company, it's trust, it's authenticity, right? What is trust? Trust is accuracy. Authenticity is accuracy. Are you who you say you are? right you got to know who you are before you say something and i think that that's just doing the homework they call you know we call that doing the work am i doing the work and that just is that's the to do right that's the to do versus the who and i think that that i think that line has really served me um again you know going from being a punk in my teens and in my 20s um, to understanding how i want to show up in a room and trust me they're you know when i look back it's like yeah it's easy to be bitter it's easy to be sarcastic it's easy to feel like you deserve more or someone else is making more than you but the reality is, is that if you don't recognize that and you don't recognize how that derails you from who you want to be you're just going to get stuck you know and, and most people do most people don't don't take the time to say hey let me look in the mirror here like let me look at how my behavior and my goals or lack thereof lack of definition has affected where i am
0: well it's hard cuz you don't want to admit any of that
1: course well that's our hubris yeah right we we go well i've worked very hard on being me i'm great it's i should not obviously me. be making more than
0: everybody right? else it's
1: not me it's them yeah right and and i think that again there's always validity to that now we're getting into you know behavioral science but the truth is when most people actually just sit down and like drill down into specifics of why they are the way they are a it's kind of fun right oh i wonder why i like this thing right where did my love for comics come from where did my, where did my ability to draw why do i like soccer you know like why do i enjoy otters why do i like animals why do i not like animals and all these different things become actually very entertaining and the way that we infuse who we are into the business right into what our day to day i mean we spend most of our time working why what are we working for what is what are the values of work that have been instilled in me that have passed down right the, there's the book you know you are what your grandparents ate right like oh geez okay you, yeah you know you, you you fight you you're you we always fight to either become or not become the genetics that have been passed on right <laughs> and then you go oh my gosh I've you know I married my mother you know oh my gosh I am my father like yeah of course you are and I think that sometimes since we know we're always working on getting better right we want the next generation to be better for, for the next one I think that we're in a time that we value individuals we value life. You know, we've been through a lot as a generation, and I, I don't believe that people want to spend most of their life working on something that they haven't been able to connect with themselves. You know, and I, and I think that once you do that, if you haven't already, you start showing up a little better. You know, you start having a little bit more fun. You start letting things go that maybe you were holding on to because they don't serve you, and I think that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah, you know, there is something you can't fight every battle, and, and at a certain point, you realize, oh, I don't even need to fight. I don't need to most
1: of them. Yeah, and that's and that you know that gets into anxiety, that gets into stress, stress eating, not sleeping, anxiety, you know, all these things that plague us, and you know we're at a time in um, you know therapy therapy culture, right, where it's like, yeah, great, I think it's super great, and I think that you know the freedom to expose things is powerful. I think that for some people that's very scary, and for some people to go out on that island is tough, but when you can relate it to the work that you do forget the work that pays you any work you do right work can also be unpaid work life can be work but i think that that understanding at least gets you in the mindset of being a better boss right being a being that version of you that you want to be and that's why like i say your story is your success like your story why you are here why you've been able to do these things being able to attribute some of your success is also a part of it right what's the joy of having something it's giving To be able to be elevated to somewhere and then express gratitude for the people that have gotten you there, that's a joy. And you'll definitely come across people that say, well, I came from nothing. I said, well, you know, you didn't, all right? Were you born in a hospital? You didn't come from nothing. You had both your parents, both your arms and legs, you didn't have nothing. And I think that understanding that allows you to, again, just exist in a more positive way, a more attractive way than, well, the bottom line is the dollar. We've got to do it. Okay. I agree. However, that 10% we talked about might be the difference of whether those people stay with you, whether you have that inside track. We talked about that inside track. Whether you've got that inside track or not. We do business with people we like, we invest in people, we don't invest in ideas. So I think that that is something that has stuck with me and has served me ultimately. I've lived on both sides of this fence. And I will tell you that showing up positive, showing up understanding my value, understanding where I can be humble and learn and be the student and where I can be the boss and own and direct has, has been a multiplier in my career and in my life.
0: Well, I think those are wise words. We'll be right back with Ross. All right, Ross. So, you know, it's always said in our profession, like, say you're a graphic designer, say you're a web designer, something like that. And then you tell your parents and they're always like, what is that? But I think, I think over the, since I've been in this profession over the last couple decades, more people know what that is. Mm-hmm. But you say you're, you know, you're this global producer. What does that mean? Sure. Like, I mean, that's gotta be one where you tell your parents,
1: you know, you go oh, you go to the family reunion, whatever, a producer and you're like, I'm a producer is the loosest title that you can have because a producer can be so many things. And I've been a different title kind of producer. I've been a video producer, I've been a commercial producer, I've been an event producer, and right now I'm technically an experience producer. So, you know, when I say I'm on the experience design team, what that means is we are designing experiences, which can include things like content, which can include the experience of shopping online, but it can also include the experience of driving a test, you know, taking a test drive, showing up in your dealer, right? Like your experience in your car when you get notifications, like all of these things. Are designing the human experience, so I am producing those experiences. And when you think about, well, you know, okay, well, I get it. You're you're producing, uh, you know, an experience. An experience you could say would also be a film. A film is an experience, a cinematic experience. An event is certainly an experience. But there's also producers that are farmers, <laughs> you know, like. Um, and I think that that's that's part of the fun. There there are things that are certainly straightforward. And when I you know when I say, yeah, I'm an ex- I'm an experience design producer. In my past, I've said, yeah, I'm a video, I'm a commercial producer, right? I'm an event producer. You have little modifiers that give you a little more, and you can get even more specific.
0: Right, I like mean, design's similar, because people don't just say, they can't say, well, I'm a designer. you a UX designer, are you yeah. an industrial
1: designer? Yeah. Sure. All of these things come with, you know, the specifics of, and that's why, you know, part of part of this exercise is can you be more specific? The more specific you are the more touch points you're giving other people to talk, right, to relate to. If I can relate or react to parts of who you are, I'm going to connect with you more. That's the difference between a story and a good story. A story is characters, plot, conflict, conclusion. Good story, these are a person, place, or thing that you can react to, right, or relate to in a given circumstance. And when you think about that, you start changing when you show up in a room and what you connect to. Location. What a great relator, right? One of the other speakers is from Chicago, right? My parents lived in Chicago. A lot of friends of mine that I did improv comedy with when I was in college went to Chicago. I have such a love for that city. I've been to a couple restaurants. Now I've been able to relate to this person. We're not sitting here talking about business. We'll get there, but the reality is, is that I do kind of just know if I can have fun have a giggle with you, right? Have we seen the same places on this giant earth that I can be like, you're human. I'm human. We've seen the same things. Sure.
0: I've seen an interstate in L.A. There you go. I've seen an interstate in It's basically in LA. a walkway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're,
1: oh, so, they're just, so. just taillights, one <laughs> after the other.
0: <laughs> I've been there.
1: Yep. Yep. So I think that that, you know, when you start understanding, you know, where are you from? Where were you born? Like, that's – and again, that's also the power of travel, right? The power of connection that we are now reintegrating with, coming out of our shell and going, okay, like, what are people <laughs> – what are places? What, are, what is the value of a physical place do I value? Have I been taught not to, right? Like why do I or don't I enjoy being on a Zoom all day long? As a teacher, why do I enjoy teaching? Maybe like, you know, you gotta lose to love it, right? Like you gotta understand the value of these things sometimes because we take it for granted. A lot of what we have, we've taken for granted. You take for granted your arms and legs until you don't have them, until you broke a bone, right? You take advantage of your lungs until one of them collapses. You take advantage of your kidneys until someone you know needs one. These are all things that we start to understand as we ask ourselves and experience things outside of our bubble, right? Either voluntarily or involuntarily.
0: Sure. And what do you tell a student that says, "Well, I want to be a producer." Like how do they how do you go about this route or is or is it different for everyone but if it but, like, what's the most generic way to be to, yeah. the, to the profession?
1: So I'm a big advocate of cheat codes in life. And I think that you have to look at what your cheat codes are. You know, you can swim, you can swim upstream all day long. It's hard. And you're battling uh, a lot of people that have a cheat code, whether that's family, whether that's relationships, whether that's just proximity. And I would say that look at what you can do without going to somebody, without needing somebody. With video production, it's very easy. You have a thousand dollar camera in your pocket. Tools are there to do that thing. In graphic design, well you have a pencil and a page, right? Like, just start creating. Good things come to those who create. That is just, that is our generation. Good thing comes to those who create, and the more you create, the more touch points you have, again, that you can relate or react to, and all of a sudden now, you've started creating a footprint, whether that's a digital footprint, a real footprint, inviting other people to produce with you, draw with you, Go do a silly business plan, do a Kickstarter, create a 3D design, right? Like, good things come to those who create. And the more that you can increase your footprint in this life, right, at a very basic level. You have a kid. You created something. I don't know how to be a parent. Well, how do you be a parent? You're just around kids. And now you've made a thing. You go, okay, do I like this thing? Do I want to do more of this thing? What am I good at? What am I bad at? Let me go and have another kid, right? It's like. All of life is in iteration.
0: Oh, I messed up. I better have another kid. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, that's the best up. advice.
1: Well, certainly when you ask people between the first one and the second one, they said the second one's a lot easier. Okay. Well, maybe right? it is the best advice. Yeah. So, you know, like most things, the more you do it, the easier it gets, the more joy it gets. And I think that it's hard to commit to growing and learning in an age of rapid growth. 10,000 hours is 10,000 hours. If you want to be a producer, you better start shooting. And the cheat code in life is that there is more access to almost everything that you can get. And so if someone says, I wanna be that thing, I go, great, how are you going to do it? Like, what's your path? What are you doing already? And if someone says, how many times do you go, well, you know, my, my dad was an event producer. Well, my dad was a designer. Like, if I were to ask you how you started drawing, how'd you get into graphic design? I bet you have a pretty good reason, right? How'd you get into graphic design?
0: Oh, geez, it's been so long, I don't even remember. Certainly. Actually, actually I'm, I'm, I just, I like art classes.
1: Yeah, so why'd you like art class?
0: I like to create things
1: okay what were you t- tell me about your teachers in art class?
0: actually we had one teacher he just he just passed away like a year ago but um, but he, he when I was in grade school there was this it ended up being the high school art teacher He would just come into the classrooms of all the grade schools like once I think it was once a year once uh, twice a year yeah and he'd give you a project he'd come in and give a thing and, and he said he, and when I had him in, in uh, high school, Gary Nichols, he was saying that he did it because they basically were going to eliminate the position, or they did eliminate the position. So he just kept doing it because otherwise, no one else would do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you think about what that afforded you, right? That the fact that it would have been gone if this person wasn't there, right? That set you literally on your career path.
0: I mean, I, I still probably my mom. My mom does, does a lot of china painting. There you so go. I'm so not you were surrounded I by still it. be doing art, but but you know, just that it was it was different types of yeah because. I mean, I don't think we have just one teacher. Always.
1: certainly. We have a te- every single day is a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> every single day is and a today's
0: lesson. Today's lesson is churros.
1: Today's lesson was under churros. Honestly, come to Omaha for churros this is my biggest takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> I might go to goldbelly.com and have them ship these in. I got to I got to find whoever made this. But you know, look, this is I think this is the fun part, you know, like and and I would say we learn by doing, we learn by talking, we learn by conversations, we learn by having touch points and that lends Right, that lens of understanding, I bet you anything, the value of the lessons that you were taught is probably what makes you a good teacher. If you have good teachers, you are a good teacher. If you have a good football coach, you become a good football coach. You see the lineage of great football coaches and you know you say, oh, like here are all the people that work for Bill Belichick. Here's all the people that work for Nick Saban, and now they're all head coach of the but that, I think, understanding that magnitude and understand that someone has probably passed some of these valuable characteristics and traits in you will then allow you to recognize those things and pass them on to both your business, your customer, and yourself. So
0: how'd you get into producing?
1: Well, I was a... I it,
0: mean, if that is even a job. Yeah,
1: right, it's a made-up job. My, my joy has always been in live. I love the thrill of live. Right, and that started for me. I was, you know, I was a baby model. I was three years old. I was like a kid model in Miami. Now that I always say, when I get now, whenever I would put kids on camera, I go, you know, that you're poisoning the well, right? I just want to make sure that you know that when your kid is 17 and they're like, I want to go to art school, you can't be like, no, 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 I want, I want you to go be a scientist. It's too late. You're just too young. But then, you know, I, I went through theater, and then I said, you know what? I actually, I don't love the idea of being on stage and being in front. That's not where my joy is. My joy is actually being backstage. I love writing, I love the idea that I can create something out of nothing. That for me was so much fun. And but it's, also, from,
0: it's from doing the other aspect of it, you saw, course, the, you saw the back course. aspect. Of course,
1: good things come to those who create. Right? You get on stage, you act and you go, this is really fun. Oh, wait, I can also direct a scene. Oh, this is actually more fun for me. I don't like me as much as I love to empower other people. I love empowering people to do their best work. Whether you're holding the microphone, whether you're craft services, I want you to be empowered to do the best that you do at what you do, right? And understanding how to do that for myself allows me to recognize when someone really cares about something, right? When someone's waking up and putting all the chocolate bars together, when they're labeling something, when they've already asked the cast and crew, hey, does anyone have an objection to to this? And, And everyone shows up and they're really excited. I'm able to go to that person and say, hey, I really appreciate the work you've put into this because the fact that you got everyone excited about breakfast, the fact that you got everyone here Churros talking about Churros, means that you make my job easier because when when I go on stage to talk, everyone's gonna be happy. No one's gonna be disgruntled, no one's gonna be like, I'm still kinda hungry. Everything's connected and I think that that's that's a part of when you're looking at your business, like everything's connected, right? Everything's connected and sure, it doesn't feel like it's some days and a lot of times that's the frustrating thing, but understanding your North Star, right, understanding the why it is, is a big part of the ability to succeed long term.
0: Well, Ross, we thank you very much for your time and uh, look forward to you closing closing down this whole event.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you so and, much. And
0: I also look forward to your book. It is yeah. The Business of Why.
1: The Business of Who. The Business of Who? Yeah, The Business of Why will be the sequel. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Now i got to go write another book. See what I'm done? I've already got you more work. I really This put- is terrible. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. <laughs> the
0: Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Miri is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab.